Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I've watched this. I finished watching this... um, about seven minutes oh, ago. Oh, you screeched in. Okay. <laughs> should, we, should we go for it while, you're, while you've got a still... Yeah, you might mind? as well. That's, yeah. That's, all right. It's all recorded. All right. I've got to make sure. Yeah, You did watch American Werewolf in London, yes? Uh, oh, no. American Werewolf in Paris yeah, I right. watched. I was going to say. Look, it's a really good film. To be honest, it couldn't be any worse than this film. Oh, dear. Uh. <laughs> um... I've got my note. I've got it mixed up with my notes for um, frenzy. Britain, an ancient kingdom with legends of violence, cruelty, and torment in its blood. Join your hosts, Ross, John, and James, as they bravely tread where few would dare. Witness their journey into the horrific history of British horror. They are the General Witchfinders. Ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome back to the 26th episode of the General Witchfinders podcast. I'm James in Bournemouth in southern England. <laughs> I'm John Pountney. Uh, and after 26 episodes, I'm still in South Wales, which is in the south of Wales. I'm Ross in Dorchester in southern England. Beware the moon, lads. Stick to the roads. <laughs> you could have at least tried to do a Yorkshire accent. I could have done. We yeah. could have tried John, to do Brian Yorkshireman. Well, we'll talk Stay about that the... in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it looked about as much like Yorkshire as um, Mars, to yeah. be honest. But there we are. This time we watched <laughs> an American werewolf in London. This is the story of two young American students traveling through England on a night of the full moon. Fate let one live. That lunatic must have been a very fierce fellow. Wasn't a lunatic. What? A wolf. Oh, be serious, would you? And now everything is changing. 
Changing. Changing. John Landis, the brilliant young director of Animal House and the Blues Brothers, has turned a classic tale of terror into something new. Something different. Excuse me. A naked American man stole my balloon. I'm a werewolf. An American werewolf in London. Something different. An American Werewolf in London is a 1981 horror comedy film written and directed by John Landis, an international co-production of the United Kingdom, hence why we can do it, and yeah. the United States. This film stars David Norton, Jenny Agatha, Griffin Dunn, and John Woodfine. The, the film's plot follows two American backpackers, David and Jack, who are attacked by a werewolf while traveling in England, causing David to question whether he will become a werewolf under the next mm. full moon. The mm. film made $62 million worldwide against the budget of $5.8 million. At the 54th Academy Awards, it won the first ever Oscar for Best Makeup. Oh. Landis wrote the first draft of the screenplay for the film in 1969 and shelved it for over a decade. Prospective financiers believe that Landis's script was too frightening <laughs> to be a comedy film and too humorous oh, right, to be a I horror see. film. I thought you were going to say it was too frightening. frightening. Too frightening for <laughs> frightening the screen. For the <laughs> it fell betwixt two stools, as it were. Yes. Um, after achieving success in Hollywood with the comedies The Kentucky Fried Movie, National Lampoon's Animal House, and The Blues Brothers, Ooh. Landis was able to secure financing from Polygram Pictures, Pictures, Polygram Pictures to produce An American Wealth in London. The film was the first movie allowed to shoot in Piccadilly Circus in 15 years. Ooh. Do we know why? And what was the what was the one before? I don't know. I haven't done that research. I don't oh, that. God. What would, oh, God. So what would that have Ross. been? What year did this come out? 81? 81. Yeah. Um, so that would have been 15 years before. That would have been about 1966. Mm. That, that would be quite interesting to know what that was. I was watching... Um, I, I bought this on Blu-ray, so I've been watching some of the documentaries oh. and stuff. And, um, okay, good. They could, he couldn't even get um, approval to film... The documentary in Piccadilly Circus because no nowadays, but um, it's too busy, what? isn't it? Yeah, much Jones, too busy that's now. Weird. They must have had to do it at like four o'clock in the morning well, or something. If, if James will, um, will tell we you now. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Landis accomplished this by inviting three hundred members of London's Metropolitan Police Service. All members of the Masons. This just sounds like a Masonic Lodge, doesn't it? Uh, inviting 300 members of London's Metropolitan Police Service to a screening of his new film, The Blues Brothers. The police were so impressed by his work that they granted the production a two-night filming permit wow. between the hours of 1 and 4 a.m. Mm. Traffic was stopped only three times for two-minute increments to mm. film the car stunts involving the, the double-decker bus. Yeah, so... If I Mm. Only um, film for two minutes, and then they had to clear all up. They weren't, yeah. they weren't allowed to actually stop the traffic. They was only allowed to slow it down. Mm. Wow. 
An American Werewolf in London was released in the US by Universal Pictures on August the 21st, 1981. It was a critical and commercial success, winning the 1981 Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. And, the, and as the aforementioned, the first ever Academy Award for Best Makeup. Since mm. its release, it has become a cult classic. Mm. In December 2017, it says here. <laughs> Max Landis, John Landis's son, confirmed on Twitter that he had completed the first draft of the script for a reboot of the oh, film, no. which nobody asked for. Is he working with the guy that redid Ghostbusters? That's uh-huh. um, well, what's his name? Uh, son. Yeah. Um, oh, right, yeah. What yeah, is yeah. His Ivan name? Reitman. Jason, Ivan Reitman. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a touch of that about it. But, <laughs> but. Beginning in late 2017, accusations by a number of women that uh, Landis Jr. had abused them emotionally or sexually began to emerge publicly. Oh so that's in gone, the wake, Exactly. In the wake of these allegations, it remains unknown if Landis will be replaced or the project will be put on indefinite hold. James says, fingers crossed. He's an absolute <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Chronicle was a good film, though. Which he yeah. wrote. Um, yeah. Uh, however, he's, oh, 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 sorry, there's a bit down the bottom. Um, I should also point out that he is responsible for one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life, Victor Frankenstein. Oh, I see. Oh, he's the man behind that. The film mm. told from Igor's point of view, Harry Potter's point of view. From yeah, 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 Young Radders. Um, I say young radders. He's only about five years younger than us. And, right, but anyway, in in November 2019, Variety reported that Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead, was in consideration to serve as a producer for a new reboot. Well, <laughs> God, we let's shall get some see. new filmmakers yeah. of the world. Let's get some new ideas, shall we? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Rather than regurgitating. Oh Jesus if you, Christ! If you think when this was made, this was a pretty novel way of, of doing a, a a werewolf film i think this you know this was putting something which was up until that point always seen like in the past mm. in a contemporary present day contemporary yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. um urban environment and everything I, so i think hammer did it better <laughs> yeah it, it nice and there's good. a lot of james herbert overtones in this mm. i think i don't know if yeah, some yeah. whoever wrote this is a big fan of the rats but um <laughs> We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I think um, he did say that uh, raw meat um, or um, death line, as it was called. Death line. Yeah. Yes, um, you could tell that. was an influence for him on this. Mm. Um, Also, before we get going, I should point out as well that I was very lucky this time in the fact that I had Kirsty with me. Oh, you had right? And she said, I have never seen this movie. Mm. So I'm so it was interesting to see someone who who knows virtually nothing about it, like mm. her takes take on it, and yeah. when she chips a couple of bits into the notes, I have added yeah. in. Yeah. At this point. John, so this just, is your first time watching moments. it all the way through as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Did she find it a coherent film, James? Um, she thought it was weird. Yeah, and and I'll tell you why in a bit. I think I think that would be a fair summary. What she said <laughs> in in social, she said, "Well, I've seen worse films." <laughs> and as we'll get to it in a bit, she said, yeah. like, the werewolf parts are yeah. amazing. And she was, she's like, that's still really impressive, the transformation yeah. for the time and all the yeah. rest of it. But at the same time, there were times where she was just like, what? Yes. What is this? And I yeah. was like, yeah. This was like one of my 
favourite films growing up. It's, it's one of the weird films which my parents were said, yeah, he's allowed to watch that when I was mm-hmm. like way too young. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, I remember the first time I watched it, the only bit I wasn't allowed to see was was the sex scene between um, David oh. and um, Alex. Agatha. And, which, yeah, which, which, we'll get onto it, is utterly pointless. There's no need for, for that yeah, scene whatsoever. Yeah, it's completely yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time I've watched it since, because I've watched it a couple of times with the commentary and stuff, yeah. I've just fast-forwarded past that. But whereas when yeah. I was growing up and I had that video in the house, as soon as my parents were out the door, that that was that bit of that film was coming on. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I think you can tell that this was written by an 18-year-old and yes. then, then put in a, in a drawer for, for well, several years. I, I felt this was being done on the cheap and it was like, right, okay, we must have three big scares and we've got to see boobs. Yeah. At some point. You know what I mean? That's how <laughs> film fi- and that's that's how film financiers work, isn't it? It's kind of like we, yes. we, we, I need to see five deaths, texts, you know, all, all of that. And you can see it kind of ticks those boxes in that way. Yeah. Um and I and, found there was bits in it yeah. where you felt well, let's let's go through mm. it. And I tell you there was some bits where yeah. I felt like they it wasn't long enough, so they must have just put some bits in there. Just to pad it out, like the, all the dream sequences, I felt like that was oh. just, well. Yeah. I've well. got to say mm. that for me, before we go into it, for me, this is one level up from Extro, <laughs> and it's and yeah. it's not far, and, and there's not much between this and Extro, and I'm not really sure what the difference is. Maybe some slightly better performances, but in terms of the feel, the story, and the special effects, I thought this was like Extro. Oh dear, Extra. Ooh. Right. Okay, so we start off, we have to... Better than Hellraiser, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, we start off with the uh, seeing the, the, the moors of supposedly, st- supposedly Yorkshire, which is actually the Black Mountains. In We start off with the Universal logo on um, Amazon, which is nice mm. to see the kind of 70s widescreen uni- Universal yeah. logo, which makes you think I'm going to see like the Planet of the Apes or something, but then, it, <laughs> then it's... Studio kind of idents are always nice to see, aren't they? At the start, mm, they of the are, film. especially the old ones. That's one of my favourite things about yeah, 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 David yeah. Fincher's Zodiac is that it starts oh, with the they two. Use, oh, yeah, yeah, they, he, he uses the old nineteen seventies ones. Yes, 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 sense, sense yes. Right. Yeah, brilliant. Right, so yeah, I put straight away Last of the Summer Wine vibes. <laughs> it starts off with really, doesn't it? In the rain. Yeah. In the rain. In the rain. Oh, and the a Dales, totally different although it's Wales. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I like the way it, I like the way it rhymes though. People think it's the dirt, but it's words. Um, it looks it looks nothing. Having li- having been from Yorkshire and living in Wales, I can say that it looks nothing like uh, the Yorkshire Dales. All the Yorkshire moors, really. Ooh. I wonder why they decided it, to put it in Yorkshire. Were they if they were filming right. in Wales, they could have made it in Wales. Yeah, right. it, this yeah. is. This is my big note that I that I put brackets around to highlight. This is my big takeaway. Why the fuck are they in Yorkshire? Yes. They never explain. Yeah. They yeah. never say. No. Well, because, you know, like, do you remember like when we read those Bronte novels in English class yeah, yeah. together at school? You know, anything like that would have done it. But it's like, if you're an American backpacker, why the fuck would you go to the Yorkshire well, Moors? Yeah. There's nothing. No to- one would. No one, no one from the Yorkshire Moors goes to the Yorkshire Moors. Um, for me, the whole backstory of what was happening in this village with these people was the film that mm. I wanted to watch. Mm. And when yes. and when later on John Woodvine goes back there, I'm like, oh my yeah. god, there's going to be more. And then there isn't more. There's just like when he, one when, scene. When he just pops out out there in the car when his lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> on his lunch break, yeah. 
Pops up to Yorkshire from London, has a pint, has a half pint of Guinness, and then goes back again. Yeah. Um, yes. But I, there is a audio um, version of American Way of London, which is available on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Which has got nearly the whole cast, apart from the two Americans, in it. Um, okay, and they go into. I, I was just listening to it before you came on, and they go into some more background about what was happening oh. up there. So oh, it okay. turns out right. that um, the guy who got shot was Brian Glover's um, brother, I think. And finally, before the closing headlines, reports are coming in of a series of vicious murders in London this evening. Quiet! Shh! Listen, George! You're in check, Dan. Oh, bloody hell. Victims have been found torn and mutilated in a trail from Limehouse to Portland Place. And it has just been announced that BBC Radio's headquarters at Broadcasting House have been sealed off following an attack on a Radio 1 presenter. Though whether this is a related incident has not yet been confirmed. Police are advising Londoners to stay indoors if possible. Oh, my. And the closing headlines in the Middle East, Arab leader. It's the full moon tonight. Don't be daft, woman. The American boys who gave me a last full moon. The one who survived. He was took to London, George. George is right. It's happened. We don't know anything's happened, Todd. London's full of bloody maniacs. No, George. We've been talking, all of us. It were different before. It were local. It was our community. But this is different. It's spreading yes, beyond East Proctor, beyond the Moors. And what will you do about it, eh? eh? What the hell are you looking at me for? You're the law here, George. Right, George I volunteered to become special constable in East Proctor so there'd be somebody to answer the awkward questions. That's all. Oh. That's not what she means. You're the elder. Your family carries the responsibility. Not anymore. The family that carries the curse carries the responsibility. When I killed my brother, it passed from all... To some American kid! He's not one of us. We should never have let those boys leave the slaughtered lamb. There's only one solution, George. Same solution as before. And it's in your hands. You're the one with the means to stop this. Mm. Oh, uh, and um, and they go back and they they do a little bit more about you know the, what, how they're trying to cover things up up there and and stuff. So, mm. you know, um, uh, yeah. But so, that's right, the John... that's the reboot, isn't it? That's yeah. the reboot. Yeah. Well, apparently, yes. The, um, John Landis was asked to write a, a sequel to this. Mm. Um, yeah. And it was all about the two boys um are, are talking about a, a girl they both uh, fancy while they're when they're walking yeah. at, at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. She comes uh, to uh, England to, to uh, for a job, and mm. she starts. She's also investigating the death of the two um, uh, boys. So she keeps. She goes mm. back up. So it's gonna. It's oh. all written with all the original characters from the pub and mm. that kind up there. Right. Um, and cut a long story short, Jenny Agatha got bit, and she's a werewolf in it. And oh. um, the the doctor was like k- keeping her chained up every sort of like um, four minutes. Four minutes. But and they would have the two American boys as corpses, trying mm. to, you know, in the same way you see the, the, the dead on that. But right. that makes sense. But he was uh, he was told to do loads of rewrites, so he, he they canned it, and then American Werewolf in Paris got made instead. Oh God! Yeah. Oh. Which yeah. I have seen okay. parts of. I think I I've seen the ending, and that's just dreadful, isn't yeah. it? Okay, so have we gone past the titles yet? Yeah, no, no, we, we, we're getting there. Um, I, I know. I mentioned the titles. 
that it was produced by it was a Goober Pieces production. And I always when I always think of those guys, I think of Batman, nineteen eighty nine Batman. Mm. They they did that, and I thought, oh, no wow, way, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that's that's, that's an interesting uh, kind of career arc. Those guys, which is anyway, also shot in Britain, inside. wasn't it? So Indeed, maybe they. Yes. Um, yeah. For me, the the titles are weird for two reasons. Firstly, they use Blue Moon, which is the Manchester City uh, theme yeah. song, which I find personally nauseating as a Manchester <laughs> United fan. But also, um, I think that the credits give away a lot of the. Um, what you what you're expecting to come because it's like special creature effects by uh, Rick yeah, yeah. Wakeman or whoever it is, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I kind of know what to expect in the film now, and it says somewhere else Frank Oz, yeah, who I don't know. I mean, presumably that's just a bit with Kermit the Frog, but I don't know if no, he played Frank Oz. No, 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 Frank Oz. No, 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 he played the American um, uh, diplomat who comes to talk oh, to David. Comes to see me. Where's Frank Oz? Is it twice? You never see again. No. <laughs> that an, an initial uh, opening sequence was originally was edited to a Cat Stevens um, song, uh, but Cat oh. Stevens um, was born again and, and refused to give them the rights to have anything like Damn. supernatural. So they had to. Mm, yeah, and they, totally then good. they were going to do it for Elvis's version of Blue Moon. And the, then there was a big court case about the rights of the Elvis music. So that was a last minute um, wow. replacement. Okay. Mm. So we see, it's, we see lots of windswept moors, don't we, in yeah. Wales, mm. uh, but it's meant to be Yorkshire. Then we meet the characters, um, and I've written straight away, annoying characters with no chemistry. Because <laughs> oh. as they're walking along, they're trying to act as if they're like chummy. Yeah. But you feel like it's their first day on set, and they're trying to do this thing yeah. where they're talking over, over each other and laughing. And it's like, ha, 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 I fancy this girl. Do you? Oh, my God. Who is this girl? Ha, ha, ha. Well, her name is whatever yeah it's just really weird and they oh. just don't look like they know each other or they've I, ever met before i didn't get i i found and they're dressed in sleeping bags as well yeah well they uh, are yeah they were dressed like that because <laughs> they really wanted them to look out of place they wanted them to almost look like spacemen uh, when they went into the pub <laughs> so they wanted them to be um you know completely uh sort of alien in their in their yes. outfits yes and the uh the, the green top for um to, for not David, who is it? Jack was to make yeah. sure all the blood was sharp on him when um. When uh, right. Uh, yes. So they end up in the slaughtered lamb, which is like the, you know, the legendary slaughtered, slaughtered lamb. lamb. Which anytime yeah. you go into a rough pub, and everyone actually is referred to as a uh, going into the slaughtered lamb, um, which has got pretty much the whole cast of um, the RSC in there because um, yeah, uh, John Landis went to a play, liked the play, and he offered parts to everyone who was in it. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, and apparently he was also, um, he, uh, I think Frank Oz got him to go and see a show with um, Rick Mel and Adrian Edmondson in it. Oh, and that's why he, he offered said. both parts in it and Adrian Edmondson didn't think he was, he was um, being serious so he didn't turn up. So that's why only Rick <laughs> Mel was there. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. The opening right, sequence but... is a bit with Nell and I, isn't it? Yes. yes. Where they're like, we've gone on holiday by mistake. We're in, the, uh, we're, in the back, go- we're in the back of a farmer's... Yeah. We're, we're in with the, the livestock. Yeah. So that's quite a, a neat touch where they kind of, they're revealed in the back of the truck with the sheep. Yeah, mm. the and then they go in the pub and the, the, the pub is the um, kind of cliche of silence descends as they walk in. Mm. There, there's no there's no lamb on the sign no, of no. the slaughtered lamb. It's actually a wolf with like a stake mm. through it. Yeah. Um, 
So this, for me, was the most interesting part of the film. Mm. This setting, this kind of gothic, Yorkshire gothic setting. Uh, the archetype, all the archetypes are there. You've got like the 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 landlady. You've got Brian Glover shouting at people. Mm-hmm. You've got the other guy with bad skin, who's a very good actor, who's in yes. loads of stuff from this era. I don't know his name. Um, do we know his name? The bad. Uh, I, he's not just listed as man with bad skin, is he? He's, he's, he's dart player. That's his, his part. Oh, is that what he is? Yeah. No. So he's playing darts. I've never uh, missed this board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> many so years. this for me is like one foot in hammer territory. And I feel quite happy there. And I think when it transfers from this to London, which doesn't really utilize London until much later on in the film, it's mm. that's when it kind of loses its... Mm. Um, Loses its way, really. Um, I think Brian Glover steals the entire film um, mm. just by being Brian Glover. And um, I can't believe that it's probably 30 years since he died now, but he was uh, he's a brilliant actor. He and he always... Um, he just plays Brian Glover, really. Yeah. So the the uh, dark player is David Schofield. David Schofield. And what else was he in? Let's have a look, shall we? He was in... Has he been in Doctor Who? He's in like... Gladiator, Pirates of the Caribbean, Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's done a lot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Doctor Who, the, the girl who died. <laughs> the girl who died? <laughs> yeah. What one is that? I think it's the one with um, the girl out of... Uh, it's, it's the girl out of Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, those ones. Yeah, he played Odin. Oh, very mm. bad. Okay. But yeah, he he's great. So yeah, all those actors are great and you just want more from them, or I did. Mm. Um, you've got the pentagram on the wall, you've got the candles, yeah. you've got all the the scene is set. And then they they only in there two minutes and then they go on to the moor and it's just a bit like, oh, I want more of this. Yeah, they get kicked out because um, yeah. they ask uh, about the uh, pentagram. That, that, yes. Yes. And there's a, a very quick change in mood from the landlady, who is yeah. very like, get out, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. not. You, you bloody Americans. And then the moment they leave, she's like, you can't let them yeah. die. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, he changed the tune, you know. But, yes. you know. Yeah, but, but I love, I just love that line though, beware the moon boys, sticks to the Stay off the moors. Yeah. And then, as I've then put, the moral of this story is that often Americans cannot follow basic rules. Because <laughs> Kirsty said to me, oh, what's going to happen? You know, because I said they will not be able to stay on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Despite being told, stay on the, stay on the road. They don't. They'd see, and it's, yes. But anyway, yes. So that they do, they veer off the road and then they are attacked yeah. by the werewolf in true kind and they of start horror hearing, trope. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. Yeah, you don't see it, you just hear it and then and, and no. you, got, you have the dummy Thankfully you don't see it. Oh, I mm. love that dummy. Anyway, the dummy the dummy fall when Jack falls over uh, I don't know mm. when David falls over. I probably watched it about six times as a kid and not known what happened at that point because I had my hands over my eyes because I was I knew something scary was going to happen. I heard him <laughs> he just sc- looks like someone's thrown a big teddy bear yeah. at him. Um, and he's like, oh, I've fallen. It's like Vic Reese. Yeah. Oh, I've oh, fallen. fallen, Vic. Yeah. Yeah, someone's thrown a teddy bear at him. And then, um, and then he's just covered in blood. And it, I've written, the attack isn't great. It's not done through editing because it's not choppy enough. And it's a bit, it's a bit like... Um, the Hammerhound of the Baskervilles, where Christopher Lee is vainly trying to um, wrestle like a stuffed dog. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really, that, that didn't really work for me. Um, 
But what did work is the reveal of the man who is then shot. Yes. Uh, who was t- who was back, transmogrified back from being the werewolf? Yes. Who, as a child, I just didn't understand that at all. I no, didn't, I didn't know who it was or what it was. It's but not. Think- it's not really explained very well in the film either, because mm. you kind of. In direct contrast to Ross, yeah. I've only ever, I'd seen this film once before. I think they yeah. put it on Channel Four at some point during our teenage yes. years. I watched it, so this is the first, only the second time I'd ever seen it. And what mm. amazed me was I had no memory of this bit whatsoever. <laughs> I remember them being attacked, yeah. and that his mate, and, and that Jack dies, and then he wakes up in hospital. But I had no memory of the fact that the the te- the, the people from the the slaughtered lamb come and shoot shoot the werewolf. Was it? Yes. Well, okay, well, weird. Yeah. I just had no memory of that. It's weird how that, that didn't go in. All I remember from this, seeing it as a child, is him running naked through the woods. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I think that's pretty much it, actually. Because mm-hmm. I remember around the same time on Crossroads, <laughs> a very similar thing was happening to the woman who, play, who played Nora Batty in Crossroads. In Last of the Summer Wine, but she was also in Crossroads. She, I think, she had stolen someone's baby, and I think she was she'd gone mad and was running through the woods in Crossroads. So that's not nude. God knows when, not nude. God knows when that was on though, because Crossroads mm. finished in 1987. Um, mm. So I would have only been nine when it finished. So this is. Yeah, this must have been on TV in like 84, 85 or something. It, it is very strange, but. What we were allowed, allowed to watch at an early age, basically yeah. a, a porn film with loads of um, guts and stuff in it. And, <laughs> and I, I think it was just because there wasn't much swearing in it, I was allowed to watch it. I think that was kind of the weird sort of like thing. Yeah. Well, it opens with a fuck and then it just, there's no more swearing yeah. really, no, is there? There's a, a lot shit, of shits David. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So David wakes up three weeks later in hospital, which is convenient because it, that's come, it's only a few more days before the next um, yes. full moon. That's yeah. the Chekhov's moon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's always interesting. Like, where where are his parents? Wouldn't they have come over? Yeah. Something else I said. Yeah. Along, yeah. along with his, where's his family? I love the fact that I know you can say, oh, he falls in love with Jenny Agatha, but it's yeah. like they'd get him the fuck out of there so yeah. quickly, wouldn't yeah. they? They the American the, embassy yes. would be in, and they just like right, go home. Go yeah. Home yeah. Now. yeah. The moment yeah. you can walk, get on yeah. the first plane back to America. As we've seen in the Omen, like. The, the ambassador can can fly basically get in a plane, fly his own plane armed with knives. So why can't they just take this guy back to America, America. where he can do oh, his business rather than just go into her flat? Um, we're int- introduced to John Woodvine, which is good because mm. I really like John Woodvine. I've always liked him as an actor. Great voice, isn't he? He's a voiceover man, isn't he? King, king voiceover man. Yes. Anyways, he was in a brilliant thing which was never repeated on ITV called Knights of God. Oh, also ah. in 1987, which was like a, a not really post-apocalyptic, but it was a, a, a an ITV drama about mm. um, a, a post post-civilization kind of um, they, they were they, they were a fascist take, It was a fascist yeah, takeover, yeah. wasn't it? it they was were like, like a no, fascist they were government. Yeah. And they, there's a lot of driving around airfields and Land Rovers, which is the kind yeah. of thing that I love to watch <laughs> dramas about. Um, and that was have brilliant. Diana Dawes and, in it, and like all the men have to wear dresses. And and, and the, no, no, that, that's quite. That's different. the one that turned Ross. <laughs> 
from. But uh, yeah, the Knights, I would love, I would give anything to see Knights of God. Now, I don't know if it's available on YouTube anywhere or it's certainly never been repeated in my lifetime. And it was really, really good. And he was the chief baddie. you, I make this last appeal. Take this final chance. My patience is exhausted. Join us or suffer our wrath. To all my people, then, a beginning. Rejoice at it, and an ending. An ending to the years of civil war that have racked us, drained us with their slaughter, wearied us with their privations. Celebrate it as we build our great nation anew. And we, the Knights of God, will rule you with strength, with wisdom, with justice. This I swear to you. Go in peace. Wave your flags. Celebrate. Wave your flags. The war is over. And I remember him very clearly from that. But um, so when he comes in, I'm pretty chuffed. Um, but then for me, it goes a bit off the boil then. Um, and you start having this weird conversation about this guy being a Jew. Yeah. Um, because they look at the uh, nurses looked at his penis. His and wang. then you've got this. Yeah. Then you have these weird dream sequences, which don't go with the film at all. No, like I said, I feel like. Like James was saying, someone said that nothing scary's happened for a while, so we need to put some no. scary bits in it. And also, we've got a steady cam. To- yeah, they've got a steady cam. He's running through the wood, which kind of works. Then there's a scene where he's kind of looking at himself in bed with Jenny Agatha in the woods, which is kind of creepy. But then what happens is mm. that these um, kind of werewolves break into his house, you presume in America, yeah. kill his family, but they just, they've got Nazi helmets yeah. on. Yes. Um, and the masks are of about the same quality as what you could buy in like a joke shop in Scarborough in like 1989. Yeah. Um, so you think, is there some kind of anti-Semitic well, um, kind of trope around? So. It's whole, just weird. There's, that, a whole do- weird. there's a whole documentary on the, on the Bluetooth about the werewolf as being on a, 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 um, blue, on, on the Blu-ray. Blu-ray sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, old man getting his blues mixed up. Um, yeah, but the, with the whole thing about uh, a werewolf being a, a metaphor for being Jewish um, and being an outsider, mm. um, being worried about um, hiding this sort of like monster inside you, which everyone says you've got, and all mm. that kind of stuff. Um, but but they're the, they're Nazi werewolves yeah. killing his family. Whereas when um, listening to John Landis talk, I think he said, um, "I just wanted to write the, scare, the scariest thing to me." Which was like, yeah, you know, growing up as a Nazi, a, yeah, a, a Jewish yeah. guy, just um, uh, and like seeing pictures of the Holocaust and the idea of people coming into your house and killing you, and it's like, okay, what's that got to do with any of it's this? It's got nothing to do with the film at all, and it's not scary either. Yeah, it was scary <laughs> to me when I was a little kid. 
Um, it's yeah. probably it's probably scary. The literally the first time you might see it as a child, especially the but, the um the fake out the, when you think he's waking yes. up. Yes, the, uh, the the double then, reveal yeah. is very good, and it's almost as good as the one in Star Trek when Picard's eye has something come out of it twice in like Star Trek. It's, the ball. Uh, first contact. One. First contact. Yeah. First, first contact. Contacts. Yeah. So that's 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 good, but in it just. Oh, it was just weird. It looked a bit like something that you'd see on Kenny Everett's like yeah. uh, video show or something, where Kenny Everett would come in and start machine gunning a family or something, <laughs> and then it would cut to Cleo Rokos in like um, you know, being an inflatable <laughs> doll that's then put in a chest or yeah. something. Anyway, it's all done in the best possible taste. It's very, it's really eighties, isn't it? It's very strange. And it the, is. We also have like the the two policemen turn up to investigate, which is very death yep. line as well. Uh, yeah. McManus, who can't do his tie up, which yeah. I found yes. infuriating. The, yeah. the short bit of his tie at the front is far, the bit at the back is far too long. And all the yeah. way through, I just kept thinking, do your tie up properly. Well, apparently, tie up properly. the older policeman, um, the part of that was offered to Ronnie Barker and he turned it down because John uh, Landis, wow. John Landis is a big um, two Ronnies fan. So, uh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. They're not given enough to do. There's a lot of people in this film who are not given enough to do. And then there's other people who are given too much to do. Like the the main mm. guy is is quite wet, and he's not very. He's a bit like um, Andrew Garfield. Is it Andrew Garfield, yeah. who's an actor now who did Spider Man and stuff? And yeah. I can't stand yeah. him. He's rubbish. I can imagine him doing that <laughs> part though. Like you said, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. yeah, he's just right. like a wet lettuce. Because he's in the first um, um, uh, Red Riding Red Riding trilogy, film. Yeah. 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 And he and he's just such a wet in that film that you want him to just go berserk and kill everyone. And he's but in all Doctor he does Who is Manhattan. Take... Is he really? Yeah, he's in Doctor Who as well. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. But all he does is cry, <laughs> and it's like, mate, just like man up. There was okay, when they're in the when they're in the hospital, um, yeah. and um, Jack comes and, to see him for the um, yeah to tell him great, but basically yeah. give him all the uh, amazing makeup. I I think personally that. Um, yeah. That Jack, the guy who plays Jack, is brilliant. I forget the way, way yes, he, he talks, he the way he puts on lines. It's really good. I just was really confused about David's reaction. He wasn't as he wasn't acting scared yes. or like any. No. Is any of this Abs- like, right? Yeah. Absolutely. No. And at this point, I feel this sign of bringing the first Kirsty note for the evening. What yeah. she said to me was, she went, "His she he watched his friend die in front of yeah. him, like literally yeah. torn apart in front of him, and he's all like." he seems to have just i know people deal with trauma in a slightly different way but he's very kind of relaxed about the whole episode yeah. really isn't yeah. he's like yeah oh, even oh, after he whatever. sees the corpse of his uh, reanimated corpse of his friend come back and tell him all this stuff I, he's still that, flirting yeah, around like, oh, and playing yeah, right. okay, pissing fine. around on the tube <laughs> of um with punks yeah. and stuff it is very strange yeah. <laughs> that is bizarre and a couple of other bits before we move on from this that i noticed was um there was the bit when like when he first wakes up and he says what's what what's happened to my friend and the doctor yeah. says i'd like prepare you to prepare yourself, yourself. <laughs> he's dead <Yeah. laughs> like, well, you didn't give him much time you yeah. didn't say look you're gonna want to it's not good news you just i'd like you to prepare yourself he's dead he's dead <laughs> <laughs> it's my notes for this are very planner. slight <clears throat> um yes uh Carry on. And, and also, the other thing is that the doctor says to Jenny Agatha, you oh, best keep an eye on him. 
And we both said, wait a minute, you know, as a nurse, she got yeah. nothing else to do. No. Apart from just, and it cuts to her just sat there reading. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. hell, look at it, just... Reading and what is she reading? Like Dwayne and the Green Knight or something um, like that. It's a, yeah. uh, uh, a Yankee in the oh, yes. Connecticut, yeah, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. Yes. Yeah. What and and is there any symbolism behind that? Or well, it's, it's a stranger in a strange land. Strange isn't it? land. Oh, I see. Okay. And also, John Lattis wanted to make a film of it. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was one oh. of his favorite books. Um, but did he other... make any of these films? No, um, but. He originally, when he, one of the people he went to to try and get the money to make this film was, um, I yeah. always get his name wrong, Albert Broccoli? Broccoli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cubby Broccoli. Cubby yeah. Broccoli, that's it. Cubby yeah. Broccoli. Cubby yeah. Broccoli, yeah. Um, he, who said no, but he yeah. was impressed by the writing, and that's how John Landis got a writing credit for The Spy Who Loved Me. He, 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 no way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's one wow. of the writers on The Spy Who Loved Me. Good Lord, I didn't know that. A, a far su- a far superior film and more horrific film, I think. <laughs> jo- I think Jaws is much scarier than anything in this film. The bit in the bit within the pyramids with Jaws is amazing. Jaws oh is God. one of the scariest things on film to my children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will yeah. shit themselves if he comes. The bit in Moonraker in the in the Mardi Gras when yeah. he comes at oh, my oh God, brilliant. So anyway. <laughs> Or um, this sequence for me is badly smeared by the racist inclusion of like an idiot kind of Indian character. Yeah, yeah, which that is just really uncomfortable. Well. It's like why? Why is that in the film? And what's what's happening with the little boy where he's just saying no because he's no. Indian? And yeah. it's just oh, like just I'm a, a pot. Yeah. I'm a potter. I don't know. I just push things around. It's like oh my god. It's like. Uh, it's like Spike Milligan has written that part, and I love Spike Milligan, but yeah. like that, but that part is very troubling now, mm, isn't it? Yes. Well, I got yeah. one of Spike Milligan's books in the toilet, and I and I was like, "Oh, this might be good." I go, "Ah, oh, this is very racist." Maybe. Which uh, one is it? Um, uh, it's my part in Hit- Rommel or oh, Hitler. My part is down. For- no, the other one. Rommel, Rommel my gunner who. Yeah, Monty, my part in his victory. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it racist? Well, some of the um, terminology in the first few pages was so. It might be racist about Germans and Italians, but I think it's written from a point of view of a soldier in the war. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas this character mm. is just like, let's get a funny foreigner in to do a funny accent, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, here he is. Come on, Indian man, and yeah. it's like, there's no need. <laughs> the, one, the one ethnic minority in London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the one ethnic minority in the film is an idiot, which is um, troubling in modern times and troubling in all times. Yes. So then um, this is where uh, the doctor decides to go back to pop up to Yorkshire to check. Not the doctor. (laughs) No, no, no. Although he would have been a good doctor. He would have been an amazing doctor, yes. We, I feel we should point out for our non-British audience the distance between Yorkshire and yeah. London, which in comparison between like American states is nothing. But let's just say this. It's not something that you can go and do in, in an hour, which is pretty no. much what they said. And I'd say in 1981 this. that it would be... You'd probably go up the A1 and I can imagine it taking you like seven or eight hours mm. in mm. an NGB as well that would maximum do like 70 a, a very asthmatic 70 miles an hour. Mm, yeah. um, oh, God, yeah. That that would be horrific. It would be a horrible journey as well. 
Yeah. Stopping off at Ferry Bridge Services. Just, just on, just on a whim, but the story doesn't quite feel like it. Um, it, it it's, it's um, makes sense. So I'm just going to pop up there on a bit of time off to try and yes. work it all out. Well, it, it needs more. You don't have any. Again, there's no kind of meat on the bones of why this doctor is kind of because up to that point has he given any kind of inkling that there's werewolves or that he is having these kind of ideas he's no. they've been mentioned to him but at that point well, he's all just they like, mention is like um, when david is sort of like uh being drugged he said it wasn't a, because it, they've they've been told that it was a an escaped lunatic yes who killed mm. him but he um and david's like Said, it, it wasn't. wasn't it, it, was well. a, it was an animal. It was a wolf. It was a mm. wolf, man. Yeah, and I know you, you don't like it, uh, John, but just talking about that, but they gave me goose pimples. Because I thought, really? I, yeah, I love it. But I think it, I watched it a very impressionable, impressionable time in my life. <laughs> um, so then we, um, then David somehow managed to pull um, a Jenny Agatha, and then she said to come back to my, my flat. Well, there's just natural attraction there, isn't there, that, yeah. that isn't evident in anyone's performance yes. no, correct <laughs> and i think john landis himself did say you know this is basically my wet dream um as an 18 year old wow. that i would i would pull a, a cute um nurse and I'd take me back to her flat you know? it's so Which, weird i have to say it features the most drab and depressing bedroom i've seen on film yeah. in years yes when did yes. you in it i was like oh god look at early 80s london here it's sim- oh. it's well it's a bit like the london that you see in um death line isn't it where yeah. the, the the flat of the couple is very drab and horrible mm. as well um everyone i I've, I have a theory that everyone in films was living under the reign of queen victoria until about yeah. 1992 because <laughs> everything looks so drab and horrible in yeah. old films and but people's clothes change but then they go back to the house and it's like why does your house still look like a oh. victorian house and that old gas fire that was very reminiscent of the gas fire we had when i was growing yeah up. yeah Love a gas fire. Carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have the infamous sex scene, which is apparently yeah. cut down significantly. Um, oh, God. So in order to get it the rating they, they, they want. It's, it's pointless Utterly and it's too long. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit like the sex... Well, actually, the sex scene in Terminator actually does have a point because it's implicit yeah. within that sex scene part of the storyline. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Terminator, I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. But... Um, Connor. <clears throat> but in this it's just like yeah it's like oh we're just ticking mm. ticking boxes isn't yeah. it um, I did do you see a boobs because I didn't I, I did whiz through it yeah, I, yeah. from 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 the um, any the, jelly involved though please the, the images burnt into my um, uh, adolescent mind yes you do see some boobs in it oh uh, interesting okay but just a couple of bits to point out is that first of all we both remarked that he when he gets that, that Guinness he, he, it costs pennies yes yeah. he literally <laughs> drops about 6p on the bar it's like, wow <laughs> it is a threatening bit yeah it's, and then also he says can I get some food and yeah. she says, there's no food here. Yeah. And I said, no wonder Weatherspoons destroyed all <laughs> other pubs in England. That's what happened. That's, well, why, that's why the uh, evil Tim Martin took least, over, because he will do food. Yeah. <laughs> Three small plates for, for 12 quid. Bargain. At least he doesn't get threatened with an eel. It's like, <laughs> in, uh, you aren't working on, boy. I've seen you. <laughs> Especially you, prancing like a tit. <laughs> That's more horrific than this That's, film. Yeah, I'm more scared when they hear something and Uncle Monty comes in 
than oh. I am in this film, to be honest. We should point out for anybody else that we're talking about with Nail and I. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the genius with Nail and I. <laughs> but you do have the, the, the classic line with from Brian uh, Glover, who's trying to stop the boy, the guy in the um, graveyard from telling about what it is. That's enough. That's enough. Oh, it's, uh, I think Brian Glover steals the film because he's brilliant in it yeah. and he yeah. should be more Brian Glover. Do you remember Leon um, the Pig Farmer? Yeah, I know the name. but no. Dimly, dimly. Uh, when I was watching this, that dimly came back to me and I feel like that was maybe what, like one of his last films I in the early right, 90s. Right, yeah. And that was a cult film. Alien. Maybe we should watch that. I don't think it's a horror film. Alien no. 3? <laughs> Alien 3! He's yeah. in, yeah. No way! So yeah. that was what? So that's... Is that 30 years old this summer or next summer? Uh, it's, it, it'd be ne- that and now because it's the 30th anniversary of um, Bram Stoker's Dracula and they came out... With Same it. year, was yes, it? Yeah, because I have both posters on my bedroom wall. No way. All I've written is old songs in films because I do think that that's a bit of a stylistic crutch to lean on when you haven't got much to put in a film that you'll get in an old, uh, get in an old song de- a la Dennis Potter and then it'll mm. it'll prop up a kind of well, sequence the, in the film. On the thing I was watching, they were saying that um, Tarantino sort of really made this popular, but this is one of the early earliest I, versions it happened of doing way it. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first person to do it really was probably Scorsese with Main Street, yeah. had like the Rolling Stones in. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I'd say that the first time people really noticed it was probably like Pulp Fiction, yeah, yeah. Uh, or um, Reservoir Dogs. But th- yeah, this film does it, but I feel like it does it because it's like we desperately need more material. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is when we we have um, we have Jack come back again, and even, yes, e- brilliant, and an even more um, decomposed um, yeah um, state, um, yeah, and just just again trying to get him to kill himself, but he's still not listening to him. And and again, doesn't seem to be traumatised by this whatsoever. Uh, mentioned it to anyone moving forward. So do you think he, he thinks this is just a dream at this point? Still, mm. This is pro- post-traumatic stress? Uh, stress well, that's what I... That's for me. That was another thing that the film missed out on, where there's another area it could go into where is it more to do with what might be like post-traumatic stress is it in his head yeah yeah, yeah. and and that, again that's not really no but wikipedia, sort of, it, wikipedia in its description sort of implies that's what's going on but i didn't yes get, i never got that from from the film well from the moment he wakes up you could say you could argue that the whole entire rest of the film is just like a dream to yeah him. So, yeah, yeah yeah so i think watching this as an adult um now that that was mm. the two things which really stood out to me is one is like how why are they falling in love and, yeah yes yeah, what what is this relationship that was completely unrealistic and the mm. fact that david doesn't seem to be bothered about any of this stuff happening anything to, yeah. no <laughs> no uh, whereas, uh, that just went over my head as a child yeah yeah just, just stuff happened um so then next day um nurse price goes back off to work and this is when david's getting starts to become you know um, the transformation but just before we get onto that, because of course it's that is the other thing is that, but just as he's waiting for the, you know, he, he tries to pass the time, doesn't he? And he yeah. turns on the TV. Yes. And mm-hmm. as always, Americans, there's always jokes about this, isn't it? Like, yeah. There's one in National Lampoon's European Vacation when Americans turn over, and on every channel, there's just a documentary about cheese making. <laughs> in Get Him to the Greek, 
that that film with Russell Brand in it. When Jonah Hill comes to London, he's watching something which is basically ostensibly cricket, but just features <laughs> men chasing around a big hoop because yeah. you know it makes no sense to Americans. And it's all that whole kind of ha ha, they're wacky TV and yeah. all the rest of it without noticing. Of course, when you go to America ads every 30 seconds yeah. oh my god we, yeah. oh, we had an american like, friend right. come over and we put a tv on and it was um embarrassing bodies and they was watching someone having anal um anal leakage or something and they were saying, great what, what is this what, what, <laughs> why is this on the, why is this on television why is this on at six o'clock yeah um but we do see a great a clip from the news of the world ad for yes what i wanted to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. because they used to do things like yeah. this didn't they yeah they said, oh, oh, that was actually real shitty tabloid tradition it's in well, this it's country a, it was a murdoch title so i presume that murdoch somehow had something to do with this film mm. Crazy girl asked me to meet her guy before she married him. In the news of the world tomorrow. And he totally blew my mind. Nina Carter reveals her amazing life as pop star, beauty queen, and top model. Read about her nude pictures. The only ones I regret were among the first. The men in her life. There may have been a lot, but I don't regret one of them. Nina tells the news of the world how she had fun and how she found trouble. Earning too much money, getting in too much mischief. In the end, it nearly destroyed me. Don't miss the naked truth about naughty Nina starting in the news of the world tomorrow. Or he had some money. Naughty Nina from um, tells mm. all the news of the world. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know that. So the real monster in this film, kids, is Rupert Murdoch. Is Rupert Murdoch agreed, and the tabloid and press. to bring back to, to bring back Dennis Potter. Dennis Potter called his cancer as he was dying. Rupert Murdoch. And then we get the transformation, the big werewolf transformation. He, Jesus Christ! Yeah. 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 He's just literally he's just sat there reading, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah. then just goes, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then just goes absolutely mad, transformation-wise. This, this is what the whole film was based around, wasn't it? Really? Yes. yes. wanted to do this. It reminded me a little bit of um, Roddy McDowell screaming in um, ha- Haunted yes! House of Hell House on the Hill. That similar kind of, you just sat there, you're watching the scene, and then it's just like this long, prolonged scream for no reason. Yeah. In a tight close-up, which is quite weird to watch, because you're just like, Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, right, I see what's happening. <laughs> um, so it is good to a mm. point, but then I think it goes past the point and he starts to look a bit like Bungle on all fours. Because <laughs> 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 he's just too furry and kind of... It's obviously just a man crawling, isn't it? Rather than a kind of... Oh, it's a, it's a man on a plank. Um, yes, uh, it's wheels. more. It, I think they went to wolf, whereas other wolf men before in you know the Universal films mm. are just like hairy men, hairy mm. men, which is kind of effective. You know, yeah, they've got hairy hands, they've got claws, and then they've got teeth. This goes too dog-like and just looks a bit too. So that like was, I said, bungle. That, that was the argument between um, Rick Baker and John Landis. John, John Landis wanted it to be a quadruped, mm, and Rick Baker right. wanted it to be a um, biped. Biped. I think a biped would work a lot better. I really enjoy. I I I liked it because it it, it was not what we've seen before, and I don't think we. And we haven't seen it again. Uh, in tooth and, <laughs> tooth and claw in um. Uh, Doctor Who series two, it was quite similar to. I don't remember that one yeah. either. Uh, it's also what, worth pointing Pauline out. Pauline Collins. That, 
Yes. <laughs> but it's also worth pointing out, but at this point, you are three quarters of the way through the film. Mm. Yeah. If you think about it, there's that's an awful a, lot of not much. Yeah, that's very there's good a lot point, of actually, James. That's why yeah. all, the, yeah. all those dream sequences are in it, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. Because they've got to wait for the next full moon. Yeah. yeah. Which really, in terms of a storyline, is a bit like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. Even as an adult, but, I still don't understand the whole full moon bit. No. It? So is full moon only there for one night? No, I looked this up because I was like, oh, oh, he's changing another night. Yeah. Mm. It can be up to three nights ah, of a full moon. Mm. But an actual full moon happens for a, for the blink of an eye because right. it is literally the earth turning yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. there and then it's gone. But it can appear full for up to three nights. See, thank you for that, John. You've, you've cleared something up which has com- confused and worried me. Yeah. For my whole life, but never and, actually bothered looking it up. And many millions of people, I'm sure. Yeah. So I hope they're all listening. Yeah. That it's up to three nights you can have a full moon for. Why Why you would have a blue moon, I don't know. Wikipedia is there if you need it, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and having transformed, you then get the kind of his night of terror. Yes. Attacking yes. Great people in London. And my first note is just victims, victim, first victims, Tories. Yeah. Just a bunch of Tories. I've written yuppies. Like, I've written yuppies and Wilmot Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've written Tramps, the Rats, uh, Underground, the Rats, Sex Films, the Rats, rats. and Death Line. I put Tramps in the, the general Witchfinders tradition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see some, as we mentioned before, late 70s, early 80s Tramps. So do you think, what are the chances are that he's read the Rats? Do you think that's possible? Potentially. No, it's well, possible. This, if this was written in 1969. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, so... I was just like, this is the rats. Yeah. And then another thing happened. I was like, this is the rats. And then I'm sure in the rats, there is a scene in a, like a sex cinema, isn't there? Uh, no. There's or a, is there's it just a, a normal cinema? It's a normal cinema, but I think normal. Someone, someone might be, be getting fingered in the cinema. Oh, yeah. well, if it's a James Herbert book, probably, of yeah. Course. Yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> but Edit that yeah. bit out. <laughs> yeah, so we got the, yes. the uppies get killed. The yuppies um, get killed. Tramps get, get killed. killed. So killed. at least he's, he's across all of the different kind of social strata. Yeah, isn't strata he? of London. So, James, <laughs> did you did you recognise who the um the the guy on the underground was? Hold Ooh. on a minute. Now, first of all, I should also say that when he attacks the tramps, the wasteland where they're supposed yeah. to be, that's where the mayor of London's office is now, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Tower Bridge expect- looked really different. It looked it's really amazing. dirty and, and yeah, like, what it did. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we we stayed in a hotel by there in 1984. Mm. My mother, me, and my nan, and it was a totally different. It was just like a wasteland and um, all along Battersea and all that was like probably still like blitz damage, which is crazy to think now. Wasn't Peter Davison like Daleks up around about? Yes, that was um, uh, Resurrection of the Daleks and um, that... That whole street is like boutiques and God yeah. knows what now. Spare husband space wasn't filmed around there. Was <laughs> no, hey. no in here. No in here. Good job. Good job. No Good reference there. Now the under, but and then the underground bit. I've put down that that scene is still cool. Yeah, that yeah, is that still was really well, effective. Whenever I go on the underground, that's I always think of that. Think of the that. Un- that's because the underground is cool. Yeah, cool. That's true. And I think I the underground is the coolest thing in Britain, and it's the, probably the coolest thing about Britain as well. And also scary. 
Oh, yeah. The noises. I was I was on the tube last weekend, and I was closing my eyes, just thinking the noises on here are horrific. They're so loud. The steel, that sound of steel screeching is yeah. incredible. Yeah, so yeah. There'd, yeah. Be, there'd be nothing, nothing they would create now. When he said, "Okay, it's going to make that noise, and you're going to go and sit on it and ride around." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. But James, but, did you recognise the man who got killed? No, no, I did not. Now, I also put. I literally love the fact that he shouts. I will report this, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not funny, you know. It's got to be an ad lib. Yeah. But- he didn't get a, a, a in, impaled in the face with a, a sweeping brush or something, though, did no. he? Like in um, okay, Deadline. Deadline. No. Now, I was always told, and Ross, you might be able to clear this up. I was always told that they filmed the the escalator Mm. The bit when he's on the escalator waiting for the, mm. you know, kind of looking on in horror mm. at the werewolf is that that's Warren Street. It was, no, it was all filmed. It was all filmed. It's all in Tottenham Court Road. Tottenham Court Road, yeah. Because Interesting. The, Tottenham Court Road was being um, uh, renovated. Up, renovated. Yeah. So they, they had a platform and two corridors, I think, in order to do it. That's interesting because okay. it's been done up again, Tottenham Court Road, yeah. fact fans. So anyway, right. So, okay, thank you for clearing that up. But I know who was he? Go on, tell me. What did he go on to do? Jabba Oh, he's Big Fortuna. Yeah. Oh, Is he, really? he was the original Big, Big Fortuna. That's all yeah. he had to say. No Jabba Bibbana. So like, you weak-minded fool, he's using an old Jedi mind trick. Probably like filmed like the year after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was 82. That was in production. The crazy overlap between that. Wow. Because Frank Oz, who would literally finished being yeah. older the, the year yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mass. Very good. Very good. I, I, would, I wouldn't have recognised him, to be honest. I did it until they said it on the commentary. And I go, yes, it's obvious it's him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we then so, get him waking up the next morning. Another one of the scenes that you kind of always associate with American Wolf in London. Him waking up naked in London Zoo. Yeah. Yes. And the wolves not being, you know, kind of accepting him as one of his one of their in, own. And in all the that. actual wolf enclosure with real yeah. wolves. Yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, and, and that's why he looks so scared when he's trying to climb yeah, out. Yeah, don't blame there. him. In the, can imagine putting your lead actor in nude in a cage with, dogs. With, with wolves. Wow. Uh, yeah. When you first see this film, it's a good idea, but then when you've seen a few other films, you think it's there's a lot of other films that do similar things. So I'd say Cat People is the first one that does something like this, the black and white Cat People. Mm. And then Quatermass, the Quatermass Experiment, which we haven't done, have we? Have we done? We've Not done yet. Quatermass too. Yeah. Quatermass Experiment has the monster in London Zoo, mm-hmm. and that's what I thought straight away when I saw this: is that the monster London Zoo has done very badly. We've had um, a monster from outer space, and we've had a werewolf just in London yeah. Zoo. And uh, did do all the animals survive this time? I think they do. Don't they? they? Do. But good, not in not good. in the um the rats remember if you remember mm. yes and London Zoo's in the rats yeah. as well a gorilla gets killed by a load of rats doesn't it of course it does a, 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 a towering beast brought to its knees by the quivering carpet of um jagged teeth and razor claws mm. oh it's a load, load yeah of imagine if if this whole story that I wrote this in 1969 was complete bullshit and he just got the rats <laughs> and, so <he's, laughs> and did a find and replace for werewolf but rat yeah. <laughs> um, so he um, he acts a bit pedo towards a child mm. he does uh, and talks, when he talks nicks, out of a bush 
when he steals his balloons, you can see the kid just laughing. Yeah. Yes. He's not upset at all. You can see him no. just like laughing. It's so does that, that, does, the child, does that mean the child has seen his penis? Yes. Yes. Oh, see, <laughs> this film is disgusting. Yeah. And like the um, one of the documentaries, they they tracked down the boy who played the part of the boy. And I was thinking, this is yeah. this is too much detail. This is too much detail. What's, it, what's he doing now, Ross? Yeah. Does it? Oh, no, what, they, just did they say what, he, what he's doing in his life? No, he's he's, like, he's the prime minister. Yeah, just telling his, yeah, looks a bit like a little blonde wig. What? Um, how does he get the red woman's jacket? He steals it. He just runs, he runs past. past it. Yeah, he runs oh, past okay. it and grabs it. Yeah. I think I, I think I fast forwarded that part because I thought okay. I know what's happening here. Yeah. So he, and I just noticed filler. as well that he's very pithy yeah. about everything that's happened. Bearing in mind he's he's physically transformed into a chuffing werewolf and killed yeah. people. He's yeah. still very like. Oh, see, see oh! there's two aspects yeah. of this film. Even as a kid, I thought we're good. Like, one that the, the how um, how he felt really. Uh, before he transformed, he couldn't he couldn't settle, and he was just he was just going backwards and forwards. It's almost like um, his body was getting ready for that to happen, but he wasn't aware of it, and he kept like looking in the fridge and going, "I'm I'm still not hungry." Hungry, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, is, is it was it? I always felt like something was in him starting to happen, mm. and then afterwards, mm. he's in such a good mood, and mm. I always uh, imagined that it was like just like the, the the whole sort of adrenaline and everything from b- being the wolf and feeding and stuff it like given him power and and uh, invigorated him and everything and I, I felt that was pot- potentially what they were trying to put across there and I thought that was a, a nice touch mm. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think you make a good point, Cleves. Yes. 
Hmm. I'm thinking very complimentary to what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets home, he starts... He like, looks like Doc Cotton in the bus stop, doesn't he? Yeah. He uh, does. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see but, um, the thing in the news about um, someone has sent um, Jude Brown a wind-up camera and asked her to take pictures of the set? Yes. And she got people... She went around the... the of the, the set? Yeah, yeah. yeah she went they're around amazing. The, yeah, she went around the... Um, the whole set and got and posed and got people to take pictures of her. Yeah, sent the pictures. James, you've got to see the pictures. They're amazing because they're okay. only lit with flash, and then the, the studio <laughs> lights are on, so right. it looks like the ghost of June Brown has been seen <laughs> in the EastEnders like laundrette and stuff. God amazing. bless. God, God rest us all. Yep. Oh, in Doctor Who as well, in the Time Warrior, she has six kids. No. Didn't she six kids. Mm. Good God. Next up, I've, I've put, I can't remember why, but I've just written that phone call scene is bizarre. Oh, this is when um, the, the doctor's ringing up and saying, Is David there? I and think I fast forwarded that. Yeah, and, um, yes. and he's like biting her boobs and stuff. And, that's uh, it. That's oh, it. Thank I you. I definitely fast forward this part. So, I mean, again, he's, pithy. he's very enthusiastic. He's like, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah that's At this point, I thought, I was thinking that I think a non linear narrative would have worked better for this film. Mm. Because the structure of it is quite unsophisticated. It's mm. like, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Mm. And it's like, I think something with the kind of part of it that is kind of, you've got the bit that's kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit with the dead guy coming back to revisit him. Yeah. To have that as the opening for the film with them talking about this mm. would have been more interesting than it just being... Interesting, yeah. Uh, you know, dot to dot to dot to dot. Yeah. And I thought at this point, like, that would certainly help with the bit where you're kind of coming towards the ending. It's like the ending is a bit kind of inescapable, isn't yeah. it? And well, I, I think, think it's, it's one of the issues you got with the werewolf storyline. It's like, it's got to happen on a full moon. So yes. the original thing happens, then you've got to have a four-week break between yeah. before the next full moon. And then yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, happens yeah. is going to happen really quickly, as we know now, within three yeah. days. Or yeah. there's going to be another break where nothing happens. And in this film, they dispense with all the other stuff, which is like the silver bullet mm-hmm. and all the kind of mm-hmm. gothic uh, stuff that's around, you know, the Lon Chaney films and stuff. Lon no. Chaney Jr. Yes, films. but they have to talk about he has to be killed by someone he loves, which is um, apparently in oh. in one of the mm. original Lon Chaney ones. But um, she doesn't kill him, really, no, does really. she? no. So no. maybe he's not dead. <laughs> Unless it turns out that like the um the Met, Met Police's armed response division yeah. are all mad at him. It's another film right there. Yeah. And knowing that, what we know about so, the Met Police now, like yeah. who who's the real monster in this film? Jimmy Savile. Well, there's that <laughs> incredible bit where he goes into Trafalgar Square and you can see it's just pissing down. I put like just like just Grim looking early early eighties London. Yeah. And he's yeah. trying to get himself arrested. Yeah, because um, saying, yeah. Said, the taxi driver's told says, him about all the murders the night before. Yes. Yeah. Who's the young Alan Ford, the amazing Alan Ford. He went on to be uh, for if people have seen it, he's Bricktop in Guy Ritchie's Snatch. And he's always like an East London villain. Mm-hmm. But it seems so young in this. It's like, wow, young Alan oh, Ford. Right. I don't think I noticed yeah. him, yeah. 
Yeah, just unmistakable voice. But then also, so he's like, he's trying to get arrested. And what I've put is, oh, a little bit of politics here, ladies and gentlemen, is I put, <laughs> these days, with Pretty Patel in charge, yeah, that yeah. would not be a problem. No, yeah, bang, no. arrest. in Rwanda. He's officially an immigrant, isn't he? Well, if he was a woman, black, an immigrant, yeah, yeah he's an immigrant. Send him to Rwanda, you know. <laughs> What's he doing here? Taking our job. American werewolf in Rwanda. That was... was it, <laughs> Wow, um, <laughs> that would be a good spin-off. Also, off, he he then does that thing where he he rings up his family from from Piccadilly Circus, yeah. and does reverse charges, yeah. which people don't do anymore. No, that's like a thing. I've never done it. it. I think I've done it once. I think yes, when, I think um from my memory is very very vague, but I think it was um from Paul Dolphin's swimming pool. I think I nice. needed to get a lift home, and mm. I didn't have any money. So I'll tell you a story now, but don't put it in the. In the meantime, I'd stood in a load of dog shit, <laughs> and then I had to ring home, reverse charges, ring home. And I, and I bet you knew how to do reverse charges from watching a film. Because but I like... just, I just picked, said dialed one hundred, I think it was yep. for operator, mm-hmm. and then asked for reverse charges. But what I then did a few weeks later was take in a, a, a book, uh, a copy of Chariots of the Gods. Yes. And Ooh, put it on my Eric, desk. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Who years later was seen uh, being the trolley wally in um, Tesco's in Stratford. Good grief. And, yeah. And he'd still got a massive crucifix. Like <laughs> his, his crucifix on his chest was like Van Helsing's crucifix. <laughs> Imagine he was a vampire hunter and like no one would take him serious about it at the school yeah. and that you know, yeah. he could make money and that at night he, he he fought like the undead in Yorkshire. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. It wasn't in Yorkshire, this was in Stratford. Stratford, okay. You can put all of that in as long as you bleep out. It was it was nice just for, for us three. We've got it now. And our own little Lovely. own little podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so Getting back, getting back so as we build as we build to the denouement, he says so he does reverse charges and rings his his uh, his sister and I thought it was a nice, nice play- conversation having it one sided. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, but how is it okay? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So why didn't he make this phone call earlier? Why why he rang up? I'm all right. I'm not dead. Sheridan, yeah. you want more money, <laughs> Sheridan? <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll have to ask Daddy. Daddy? <laughs> Richard? Yeah, lots of blinking when someone says something rude on the other end of the... Uh, of the <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe falling back against the wall in a hat. Daisy? Going, yeah. Daddy's done what? <laughs> There'll be, be a front page story about um, uh, keeping up appearances in the star soon, because we've had um, keep uh, Yurang the Lord and a lower low on the front yes. page of the star in the last two weeks. <laughs> Do you remember that it was produced and directed by Harold Snowd? What? No, I don't remember that. But I do S-N-O-A-D. know. S N O A D. What an amazing there name. There is a Keeping Up Appearance play 
uh, in um, in uh, Wimborne coming up soon yeah. with none of the original oh, cast it, in it. That's, that's <laughs> like, they, like, like every now and then, like they, they did like a Faulty Towers evening where they oh, come yes. out. But uh, but the, it's always like this is not affiliated with John Cleese in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> or like Me and my friend Richard watched it being filmed once. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's in a previous episode of General. Oh, Richard is it Gilson. really? Yeah. And yeah. is it when we towed them? When we saw them being towed round on the back yes. of the truck? Yes. Yes. yes, I thought I'd done that part. Oh, that's a shame. That's yeah. a shame. So, 26 episodes in, we're starting to repeat ourselves. <laughs> ourselves, that's it. It's a, the, the, the tank, the well's running dry. Yes. Uh, so he then starts, the, 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 the nights falls upon London. He mm. begin, David begins to transform again. Oh, well, he goes into the porno theatre, doesn't he? For, yes. yes. He, he goes into James the... Herbert. Yes. Which has absolutely never been, there's never been a porn film. I don't think there's ever been a porn like, Soho is just up the road. Yeah, I think yes. it's almost never together. been a porn film. So the, but the original Circus, script, uh, the original script was that um, when he, when um, John Landis wrote this in 1969, there was mm. lot, apparently lots of cartoon cinemas around London where people used to leave their children when they w- would go off and um, do their shopping. And oh, I saw there's a, a Twitter account I follow where they they do old cinemas and apparently there's one of these cartoon cinemas in one of the tube stations it's one of the smallest <laughs> cinemas in the country nice. um so the original script and the storyboard proprietor jay savile esquire yeah. <laughs> the um uh, but apparently it's any place you could go and watch like 35 millimeter prints of like uh roadrunner <laughs> and stuff so um mark commode was in there yeah. as well, well no, i was, I was going to say big chris lee and um <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was in there because he and, uh, Peter, and, and Peter Cushing were big fans, weren't they? Were they really of cartoons? Have you not seen that footage of where he they go? He goes to he goes to surprises Peter Cushing on Peter Cushing's yeah. birthday, and they yeah. just do like Daffy Duck impressions. Keep talking, <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. Um. See. <laughs> We well, once kicked out for laughing too laughing hard. Too, it all weaves together in a tapestry. Legends, that? legends. They were laughing, looking at their bank accounts. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> like, how many films have you done this year, Peter? Oh, I've done uh, seventeen, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, and this is a quiet year because poor Helen Five did die. Days work. Yeah. <laughs> how much did you get for that sex film in Spain, Christopher? <laughs> sex film. They filmed all the sex after I was on set. I didn't know anything about the sex parts. When I was there, it was a very good script about the mucky side. Well, of course, Christopher. Yeah. Oh, I've also made this film um, in Scotland called The Wicker Man. I didn't get paid for it, you know. <laughs> Wonderful. It's, what- it's the best film ever. Ever made. Oh. We also just do a podcast where we just pretend that we're Christopher Lee. <laughs> and I tell you who is very talented, Peter Jackson. The stuff I do in the last Lord of the Rings film is the best things I've ever done, and I really hope it doesn't end up on the cutting room floor. My favourite story about Lord of the Rings is um, one of the first things Christopher Lee said to Ian McKellen was that, you do know that, J.R. Tolkien said that if they ever made a film of this, I should play Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did! Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm at the top stuff. <laughs> have, sorry, I've got to say, have I told you about the time here in this house where I was trying to record, record a documentary of Peter Cushing? No. 
And I was trying to record a documentary of Peter Cushing and I couldn't get it to record. And then I went to play it back and it was literally the last 10 seconds of this documentary. And me and Hel sat down to watch it. And then it's just Peter Cushing, like, smiling. <laughs> and then it's the credits. <laughs> so he's obviously said something. It's gone to pause. And then it's like, credits. And I was like, ah! <laughs> and I've kept, it, I've kept it on our Virgin Box for years because it makes me laugh every time I see it there. Yeah. And it was... Feel a little bit sad. You can just go and watch Peter yeah. smile. You're... It's like a forty minute. It's like it was literally like the year before he died. So he looks really old. So he's just like doddery, smiling, and then it's like <laughs> titles, and then the end. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Right. Go on. Carry on, please. What yeah, are you so, saying? Yeah. The original script and the and even the storyboard was the, them going to be doing these. Um. Uh, going. It was going to be in a cartoon. Um. Cinema. And it was going to be a cinema full of kids. So he was actually, the werewolf was going to kill all the kids. In the, oh, my in the, God. In the oh, my God. Yeah. However, when they came to London, they lo- loads of these cinemas have been closed down. The ones which were left were now porno mm. cinemas. Uh, so he changed it to a porno cinema. Um, yes. So apparently they, um, he wanted, they wanted just to get a British porno. But they realised mm. that all the British porn at that time was made by the um, by the, uh, the, ma- the the British mafia, the British organised mm. crime. And that mm. they, they was like saying... You can't do that because um, you don't want to get involved with these guys because they will be wanting favors off you like mm-hmm. forever afterwards. So they had to film mm-hmm. their own um, porn film. That was the first thing they filmed. Oh my and, god! And, and apparently, all the British crew was like, "What the fuck are we making?" Because like, <laughs> there was two days of filming this porno. But one of the um, women in there yeah. in the in yeah. the um, in the porno film is Tiger Drew Honey's mum. Uh, oh, of, um, Ben Dovers. Yeah. yeah. No so, way. So the boy out of. Um, What's it called? Outnumbered. Yeah, outnumbered. Yeah, that's his mum. Um, that's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Where is he now? Tiger Drew Honey. Yeah. He's probably the next doctor, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Not James Corden. No. Oh, oh God. God. Can you imagine if that guy... Yeah. I don't know if I'd watch it. I, 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 no, I, I haven't watched the one with the Sea Devils yet, to be it's honest. Awful. It's absolutely yeah. awful. I found embarrassed showing it to my children. I watched five minutes in where they're on the beach and they're skipping stones. And I was like, oh, it's a false field. It's an inner, it's a false. And it's like, why is it a false field? Because it's like, this is going to have nothing to do with the story. No, it's absolutely shit. Yes. So uh, where are we at now? So so kind of- it, they're in the porn cinema and then you yes. get the final arrive. you know, the final visit from, who's the friend? Jack. What's the, from, from Jack. <laughs> Zombie Jack, who's now a puppet. Super, who's, yeah. Full Michael Jackson I think he's thriller. a puppet at one point, and then the reverse angle, he doesn't appear to be a puppet. He's a puppet I, all I, the way through because the... Um, is he really? Yeah, the actor was pissed off. that uh, It's the first time he made a third of his part was a puppet, and he was just... <laughs> so they let him control the mouth. As like, <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's behind the wall doing his lines. I, before, no I can't believe no we, I've got this far into the film without mentioning Thriller. Which, yeah. of course, uh, the Michael Jackson saw this and said, Wow. What if yeah. I transform like that? Yeah. <laughs> Let me I want to look just like Liz Taylor. <laughs> exactly right. So, but then that scene where he then, and then he's like, there's some other people here who want to talk to you. And it's all his victims. Again, that bit I like. Yeah. Yes. That's good. That's a good I really, touch. 
Yeah. I really like the whole someone being haunted by people they're yeah. responsible for the again, deaths. Never seen in a werewolf film before or since. I think no. this is a really yeah. interesting Great addition. idea. A patchwork of nice ideas it that is. Yes. kind of falls at the final hurdle or yes. like the first hurdle, really. I mean, yeah. And then he begins to he begins even though they keep telling him you've got to kill yourself you've got to kill yourself he can't do it mm. then yeah. it's full moon then he transforms again um, and then we get this mad scene where he mm. obviously starts attacking people in the cinema and they kind yeah. of drop the the, the security shutter, shutter down yeah. and then and this most un London thing as someone who lived in London for four years and has you know been there every year of my life I would say with yeah. Nobody, there's suddenly like a, a huge crowd of people turn up and start jostling. Well, yes. Why have these shutters been pulled down? No one this cares. This doesn't happen. Yeah, this yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. does not happen in London. People are just people would right face by. literally the other way rather Wait, than look at yeah, another human cross being. Cross over the road. Get, it looks like there's any sort of trouble at all. Oh, I think they might yeah. film it now. If nowadays, yeah, 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 yeah they different. film it. Yes, yes, yeah. And as a result, chaos then ensues, doesn't it? The, the werewolf breaks out. In a slightly causing... Monty Python kind of way, I thought, at this point. Because, because the, um, the, two, yeah, the two policemen turn up so they can bite the head off of the, um, <laughs> yeah. the, one of the policemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, when they came to film that, they, someone had left the head behind. And um, <laughs> so they had to uh, call the only person who was at, at the studio who brought it on the tube in a carrier bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um... It's a, like a comedy of errors where cars crash into people and people get yes. run over and like people, there's blood squirting. But it's all a bit Monty Python meaning of life, I thought. Mm. It, it feels like that kind of grotesque humor. Also, Probably the only part where I actually laughed, actually, because the rest of the time I didn't find it that comedic. Oh, okay. it's, it's, no, I don't find, find it that funny. Um, but I, I, I'm, I liked it, though, for a, again, all of this film is all practical. So all of those stunts are real. Mm. You know, they were saying that in order to get that bus to um, to spin around like that, they had to like cut a hole in the bottom of the bus and put like a forklift mm. truck wheels in the it, down it so that as the bus was going along, that would drop down and then it would lift up so it would spin. It's just, I think it's just great to see a film where all of that mayhem and stuff is actually it, real, you know. To me, it just felt, felt like a real kind of lo-fi version of what you get at the end of the Blues Brothers. Mm. Now, I know he had a huge budget on the Blues Brothers, and that's why I was really amazed to hear that they even said to him, yeah, have this low budget to do mm. American Wealth, because Blues Brothers has been a massive bomb. Yeah, but, but, but they were saying that... Of money. Because, like I said, everyone was saying, this is too funny to be a horror film and, yeah, and, yeah. and too scary to be a, a comedy. So they had some... He had to get some... It had to get like loads of special deals in order to do it, so they they got it filmed in London. There was a, it was the last film filmed under the ED plan. Do you know what the ED okay. plan is, John? No, no. It was some kind of tax break um, where the producers got a cut of the um, the takings and stuff. But um, American films could only do it um, if it was a majority British cast and crew. They was only allowed mm. to have like um, American star and an American um, director. And they, mm. um, but this was the last film before Thatcher shut that down. So they said at that point, pretty much overnight, the British film industry stopped. They said that this film was mm. uh, at one point with the only film being filmed in Britain uh, at that time. No way. Um, and they're just saying, it's just sort of, yeah, so that was the end of that. Um, he, he managed to get um, this made in this country because of that um, that deal. But they also did, did a thing where with the um, 
the studio wouldn't give them the budget until the film was finished. So what they had to do is have a letter to say, mm. uh, if this film gets brought in on time, on budget, and it's a, 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 an R rating, we will then pay mm. you. So he had to get a loan off the bank um, in order to make the film, to have the, uh, and then he only got paid after the film was finished. So it, That's insane. Yeah, so it, it feels stupid because it was a massive hit, but no mm. one believed it was going to do any, you know, be able to get made and nearly all the budget was was put onto the um on the uh that that scene in, in the uh Piccadilly circus and the transformation Everything, yes yeah i think yeah. you can tell that that's where all the money's gone Absolutely. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just looking um, at his other films hmm. and he hasn't made a good film since for a tr- basically a yeah uh, a tremendous amount. He hasn't really made a film, has he? He did Burke and Hare, which I've never Burke seen. Burke and Hare, yeah, which is I've seen and it's really terrible. Um, he did The did, Lost did World. Do... Is that Jurassic Park Lost World? No, it wasn't him. Yeah. No. Um, he, oh, did, no, it's, did he it's the Conan Doyle Memoirs of an Invisible Man with uh, Chevy Chase. Was that him? It says no, James. Beverly Hills Cop 3? No. He, d- he did Beverly Hills Cop 2. No, he oh, did Beverly Hills Cop 3. No. 3, following on from yeah. Tony Scott. <laughs> yeah. That's so the one that's got Spies George like Lucas us. in it. Oh, Spies Like Us. Spies I remember Like that being, Us. remember that being a big deal when that was on TV. So everyone coming to school the next day to say, oh, did you watch Yeah, Spies yeah, like yeah. And he did Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh. Um, when, where somebody did... died as a result. No you way. Know that you know that. Yes. Noel Edmonds. Kind of, <laughs> wow, well, it's that sort of thing that lots of people are like. He would. John Landis has never taken full responsibility for the death of that guy. In, a, in, in, in hang on, let, let, let me find it once again. Sorry for any of our inevitably cine literate uh, listeners who are probably shouting at their podcast devices right now. Going, <laughs> of course, this. But hang on, but just for the purposes of the other two, uh, the last Landis, film he directed is Burke and Hare. Helicopter. Which looks looks good and starts well. Um, it's Andy Serkis and Simon Pegg, but after that, it's just mm. it's not very good. He's pretty old though, isn't he? He's seventy one. I've just yeah. seen, but he couldn't. He obviously July, couldn't be asked. On July the twenty third, nineteen eighty two. So right after he filmed, made this. Oh wow! A Bell UH one Iraqi Iraqis, uh, as in the uh, Native American Indian tribe, not as in Iraqi. Oh right, yeah, uh, yeah. Iraqis is that how we say? Helicopter crashed at Indian Dunes in Valencia, Santa Clarita, California, uh, during the making of the Twilight Zone. The crash killed actor Vic Morrow, Vic Morrow, and child actors. Mike, uh, Micah Din Lee and Rennie uh, Shinyi Chen, who were on the ground uh, and injured the six helicopter passengers. The incident led to years of similar and criminal action against the personnel overseeing the shoot, including director John Landis. Mm. And after the incident, new procedures and safety standards in the filmmaking industry were introduced. So, mm. like I said, mm, yeah. Yeah, well, I can so, see why that put them off making films after that. Film, mm. But at the same time, yeah. And working with Michael Jackson. Yeah. That probably, like, you're scarred him for life, didn't it? Oh, that would put you off doing anything, wouldn't it? That's got to be the worst werewolf mask Ooh. I've ever seen. Michael Jackson's. Like, he's, 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 he looks like a cat, doesn't he? It's, it's James getting some more weird horror. Well, he, he reveals his own well, face, presumably. Trigger warning here, everyone. I'm, I'm just reading this. Um, basically, the actors were being chased 
by um supposed to be being chased by american soldiers uh, you know this but they're vietnamese children who he's he's rescuing um and it says the uh the effect there was a special effect detonator that went off while the helicopter cell rotor was still above it causing the rotor to to fail and detach from the tail the low-flying helicopter then spun out of control at the same time morrow dropped chen into the water he was reaching out to grab her when the helicopter fell on top of him and the two children. Morrow and Lee were decapitated Whoa. by oh, the main rosa blades while Chen was crushed to death by the helicopter's right landing skid. All three died instantly. Oh, Vic, man. That's no good. Man. Sorry, just uh, exciting. Anyway, anyway, sorry, we, we've got we've gone off to, but yeah. you know, so the land, uh, the Landis family, and the controversy yeah. surrounding them. This podcast should be called. So Alex finds out that there's a mad yes. dog attacking people in Piccadilly Circus. She runs Puts down two there. Two together. Yeah. Oh, we still we're still doing this. Yeah. Bit, yeah. We? yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, basically pushes away past the police. Yeah. I just put, let me through, I'm a random woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the police I like, thought okay. she did it quite well because she fell yeah. quite heavily. And I thought, oh, mm. she's obviously carried on with the take there. Yeah. Mm. And good, fair play to her. Good British grit. Yes. Keeping going there. Yeah. Says, I love you to the werewolf. Yeah. Werewolf's eyes soften for a moment. For a moment. Then, then he leaps at her, gets shot, yeah. turns back to um, the naked. David. David. And then, James, you can probably do End. That. Finny. Blue moon. And then, yeah. however, we're not quite done. It's not a post-credit scene. Oh. There's two remarkable things I noticed in the credits. First of all, one of the people involved with the making of this film is called Gypsy Dave Cooper. Yeah, he's one of the porn <laughs> actors. Amazing. Gypsy Dave Cooper. And then it finishes off by yeah. saying, Congratulations to Prince Charles and Lady Di on your wedding. No way. Yeah. It does. Ah, oh, I wish I'd stayed for that. Wow. And wow. Like American Werewolf Productions wishes to pass on their, you know, the heartfelt congratulations and respect to Prince Charles and Lady Diana Spencer. Yeah. That's their, the last time that British wedding. popular culture was eminent in the, in the world, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. No, no one gives a fuck about us now. It's a dreary backwater. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Right so. So what do we think, John? Um, ultimately flawed. Oh, dear. <laughs> but Kai, I, I've enjoyed talking to you more about it than I enjoyed talk, uh, watching the film, well, that, which is always a bad sign, isn't it? Well, that's how that's, I feel about the most of it. experience. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you give it out of five, John? What did I give to um, Extro? Oh, God. Let's have a look. <laughs> I can I see where you're coming from, Extro. It's got a, a, a... I think it was filmed a similar sort of time. The, 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 really similar time. A really similar vibe. Yeah. It looks very similar. I think some of the outfits... It's, yeah. it's slightly glossier and it's slightly better scripted, but not by far. Extro. <laughs> John gave Extro... Minus yeah. nine. <laughs> okay, this is minus eight. Minus eight, fucking yeah. hell. That is not good. All right, I'm going to put mine. Is this oh, a, hang on, these are out of ten, isn't it? We do these out of 
Those are five or no, ten. No, five. 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 Okay. Give them five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm giving it a five um, because it, <laughs> five out of five. Yeah. It's is that my highest score in film? No, I also that gave and Hellraiser. No, the Signal Man. I gave a five as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I give it a five. Uh, like this cannot be compared to the Signal Man at all. Yeah. It's like a different. That's like comparing shit with chalk. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit and chalk a new ITV detective um, <laughs> no it, it's, right. it's for me it's just it's you're marking it from nostalgia I'm marking it from nostalgia when I watched it the other day I was like oh I might have to give this a free because I, I don't I don't understand the, lo- the love story and he, th- he doesn't give a shit about it but then I've been watching it watching all the documentaries mm. I've watched it a couple of times and I just I still love it so yeah it's 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 a big part of my um, DNA. Ultimately, I I thought watching it that it's maybe a bit like Star Wars and particularly Return of the Jedi where you really love the film, but some of the acting and the dialogue is so mm. bad. Yeah. Like, I always think about the scene in Return of the Jedi where Leia and Han Solo are on a bridge in the Ewok yeah, citadel yes. or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 village. And it's like they're talking about like um, Luke being a brother or something, and I can't remember. And her her acting oh, is yeah, like, the way oh. she's. Like, oh. and it's like what you're yeah. meant to be actors. Like yeah. this is awful. To be fair, Carrie Fisher was probably on a mountain of cocaine. Yeah. Yes, of course. I think all the British cast in um, American Weather London are absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Yes, I think. and I. I and I also I think Jack was brilliant as well. So I think the only yes. person who sort of yeah. lets it down Griffin maybe, is Griffin. Yeah, the main guy lets yeah. it down. I think it's a really good gothic film trying to get out of this film. Yes, where you're in the Yorkshire Dales and you're trying to find out what this family curse is, or mm. and that's the film I want to watch. I don't want to watch um, this idiot in like a sex cinema mm. um, <laughs> or like. Um, you know, John would find there's not enough. There's just loads that it kind of yeah. does. Badly. Could have done a nice, could have done a nice prequel for this, James. Yes. How about you? Yeah, uh, for me, James? I'm I'm scoring it a two for the following reasons. Mm. Number one, special effects still really really good. Mm. I think for the for the time, still that's still really impressive. And I really liked the whole, like I said, the whole the victims coming back, haunting him, all the rest yes. of it. And as John said, that that idea of Maybe he's mad. Maybe mm. this is his guilt yeah. and, you know, survivor's guilt and all the rest of yeah. it. There's some really interesting ideas and moments that are at play here, but it's not a very satisfactory whole. Oh, no. Sorry, 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 Ross. Yeah, no they're, they're, the idea of their testimony is really interesting, but then it's like, then the couple play it for laughs and yeah. you're just a bit yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's very strange, yeah, toned, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I yeah, think that's yeah, part of, yeah, for me, it's yeah. part of its charm. Yeah, it is, it's, it's just... There's nothing else like it. Cool. All right. So has anyone got anything they want to uh, report back on? Any, anything yes. Well, like, oh, yes, I, I can mention um, very briefly that I, I can't remember what I've mentioned before, but I've read um, some supernatural tales by... Um, uh, Conan Doyle, mm-hmm. which were much better than I expected, and it did include a Sherlock Holmes story, which I was very pleased about. Okay, um, which and one? I can't remember. I can't remember. 
the books on the landing, but they're very good. Yeah. And now I've just bought a similar um, uh, volume by Edith Wharton, um, Supernatural Stories. So I'm reading those. The first one is called something like The Maid's Bell or The Mistress's Bell, which is very, very good. Um, so, yes, I'm enjoying those. Um, otherwise, nothing of a supernatural bent to report, really. Um, oh, and I'm listening to, um, I've downloaded, uh, from, uh, what's it called? Audible. Yeah. Mm. A load of ghost stories. And I'm listening to those. And th there was a few good ones. Okay. I cool. can't remember who wrote them or, um, what they're called, yeah. but there was a few good ones in there. There's 15 hours of them. Actually, it's on the screen right next I to me. I can say, tell you. Um, just search for ghost stories on Audible. Oh. It's called The Penguin Book of Ghost Stories from Elizabeth Gaskell to Ambrose Bias. Nice. And I'm about halfway through, but there's 15 hours of ghost stories. Mm -hmm. So I thought I, I bought quite well there with my one credit because oh. I don't really understand Audible. So I just, well done. You know, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to mention a. A, a, a new horror film, um, so John, and it's American, so John won't like. Oh, I no interest at all. No, it's called Ratter, which is a term which I didn't know uh, what a ratter was, but a ratter is someone who takes over your camera on your on your uh, laptop or it's, your devices. It sounds oh. like um, someone on Neighbours where they go, "You ratter, ratter, yeah, yeah he's yeah. a ratter, mate." Yeah. So um, it's a found footage type film, but the whole thing is um, what this stalker is seeing so essentially he's hacked into this girl's uh laptop phone and um uh, she's got like her xbox or something so mm. um you're basically seeing the story sort of unfold of her sort of slowly realizing that someone is watching her and then her suspecting different people um it's really good uh but i found uh that you've got to have a really good tv to see some of the stuff in it because there's, i'm like why are they showing? Why, why am I looking at this? Oh, there's someone standing in the room. I would have noticed that. Uh, and the ending's a little bit disappointing, but it was a very interesting um, way of doing found footage, and it it shit me up a couple of times. So it was actually scary. Um, yeah, I'd also watched the new, um, the new, the latest Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the latest uh, Scream. Um, mm. Both of those aren't as bad as everyone said they, they are. Mm. James. My one is I went to see The Northman, which oh, strictly speaking yes. oh. is not strictly speaking is not a horror, but it is it has got some very good supernatural elements in it. And all I will say is it's a rare case where um, the director uh, Robert Eggers that's now he's three for three in my book. I love mm. The Witch, I absolutely love The Lighthouse, which I thought was genius, and I really really enjoyed this. I could mm. find absolutely nothing at fault with it. I thought it was a perfectly told story. I loved it. It was a, such a, and they worked so hard to make it a, a proper reenactment as to what life would have been like during the Viking period and the Viking era. And that whole thing of, well, that's how the world would have been for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these things, and your relationship with the undead and, you know, the, your, um, you know, kind of your descendants and the idea of your, your descendants and your ancestors and your place in all of that. Mm. Terrific, terrific. Sounds and the great. whole idea of, the whole notion of revenge and you know what does revenge mean and what if you've lived your life like living for revenge you know that was all fantastic and also kind of it's very kind of almost if you'd enjoyed conan the barbarian at any point it's mm -hmm. it's or it feels like a more sophisticated wow. 
smarter Conan the Barbarian. I really want to see it, but I think I got COVID, so, and I and I yes. missed like the, so, the the window of time when it was at the cinema. So, if mm. you get the opportunity, terrific. I've already pre-ordered it on 4K. Mm-hmm. So my, I, I've got to watch that again. So, I thought you were going to tell us about you sleeping in the the um, most haunted pub in Gloucester. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Well, well, there was nothing there. there What's was, it called, James? Hold on. Fred and it's not. To my photos, gentlemen. To the photos. So I was going to say because um, like Zach nice Bagans has been in a in a very haunted pub, not far from right. Gloucester, which right. I think was okay, well, this ancient was right Ram in the heart of Gloucester. Uh, okay. It was very old, and it was called a drum roll. I haven't got a picture of it. Um, yeah, welcome to the new inn. The most haunted pub in Gloucester. And that was the picture that I sent to you guys. And it said, look out for the old lady in black sitting in the restaurant. And yeah. I just thought, that's just an old lady. Yeah. That I just think, <laughs> the children playing oh. in the courtyard. Oh. The old man who drops his pint in the bar. And again, I just thought, that's <laughs> just like going to be a regular, yeah, isn't it? That's just, that's just like an old, old drunk guy. Toilet trader. But, Guys, this wasn't the best thing. This wasn't the best thing about being in Gloucester. So we're making our way towards the the cathedral. Wonderful. Amazing. Mm. Can't recommend it highly enough. Mm. Super. And there was a shop, and we were just like, what (laughs) the fuck is that? Right. I'm going to send you both the picture now. The shop was called 14 Gifts. Oh. G-I-F-T-S. Right. And I'm going to send it to you, because as you walked into the shop, there is a multi-faith altar that you get right and brace yourselves for it and i thought they straight away i thought these john and ross are going to want to see this right this look is happening at live that. oh look at that this yeah, is happening live that. wow right and then i also wow. took, took, took a was picture yes right because it's multi-faith wait a second you've got to see like right i took a picture close up on the front here we go uh right okay, so that's going to you guys there's something right. to the top right looks a bit jimmy page Oh, gosh. Right. Bang. Look at that. This is a prayer altar. Items on this altar are not, <laughs> not for sale. sale. Who's going to go and start praying at a table well, in the shop? Well, Ross, there's a, there's a, face, there's a faceless child in here. It's like sort of got a sapphire and steel. I like, I like right. That. The it's whole um, thing was mental, <laughs> like properly nuts. It went in there, right? Okay, so let, let me it looks like the English. same crushed velvet that they use from um, Antiques Road Trip when yeah. the um, antique specialists reveal what right. they've bought. Yeah, and, and what it says that guy always is, wearing the same blue corduroy jacket <laughs> um, about us. Fourteen Gifts is a fantasy and gothic giftware shop. We specialize in providing fantasy and gothic giftware and other products for your spiritual well-being and collectible needs. Um, the concept for our business model started many years ago when one of our founders became an ordained minister. That was a, does the same what? Mm-hmm. That was the beginning <laughs> of a journey that continues to this day. Mm. From its origin, it started out our journey of learning about different faith traditions. And it said this involved many of the great and recognized world religions which in turn led us to study and practice witchcraft in the occult. Oh. <laughs> right? But it was amazing, right? And if you read the reviews of the shop, 
It's tremendous, right? It's rated 2.88 stars. Right. I and think there's what? a lot of jelly on bums in this yeah. shop, isn't oh, there? This is, this is guys, Glastonbury and Gloucester, isn't it? <laughs> right. right. But, and I'm, I'm going to read to you what it says here. Um, this was obviously from the height of the pandemic. Somebody's review says the following. Three-year-olds are not required to wear face coverings on government legislation, <laughs> and it is illegal to turn exempt customers away. There is a big campaign about hidden disabilities. Please read the information. What? Humiliating them over a loud tannoy system is horrendous. Oh, my God. That was the voice so of God. Think- it wasn't a tannoy. <laughs> And if you guys can see what they also can you make that out? Can you see that? No. They also had like tons of like Union Jack stuff up in there as well. It doesn't look a bit like the Brexit the Museum, men- doesn't it? Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. But inside it says like this this shop is run by racists and Satanists. And yeah. I thought, now that's a weird man. Yeah. But it was <laughs> the weirdest, man. oddest shop I have ever been into in my life. Just like just like banned. And stuff, that's our, you know, the lo- like, location of our next trip. Yeah. Oh, oh guys, you've got to see it. You've got to go in. But the fact that they had the multi-faith altar featuring, you know, as I said, like stuff to do with Satanism in there and things. Like, and it's like, if you wish to come and pray, you can come and pray in this altar. Well, people are buying an Iron Maiden tankard. If you, you go know, to www.14gifts.co.uk and use the, um, the voucher code... Uh, uh, general general witch finders, <laughs> you will get um, a twenty percent discount off of your um, Aslan model crystals. Anyway, yeah. was, oh, in- insane! It was absolutely, and they had like a load of vegan cleaning products in there as well. <laughs> Who knew? Vegan, like, like veganists. Yes, are the yeah. new yeah, yeah, they, they, they were, antichrist. They, they were, yeah. Well, they are. They 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 were promoting veganism, um, yeah. British patriotism, <laughs> and Beelzebub. I've never seen a combo like it in my life. Well, next time, next time on next General Witchfinders, um, to dot, celebrate dot, dot. the Nigel Neal centenary, we will be going back to the um, the Neal well, and we will be having a double bill. We will be covering the audio version of The Road, which is available on BBC Sounds. Is it still on BBC Sounds? If not, it'll be on the internet somewhere. We will find it. Um <laughs> <laughs> and we'll also be uh, covering the episode from the series Beasts, uh, entitled Baby. Mm. So join us next time for that. James, have you listened to The Road at any point in your life? I've read Cormac McCarthy's The Road. That's not, uh, not much totally different. different. Yeah. No, Before no, you listen to it, yeah. don't read anything about it gotcha because I, right. I don't want you to know what the ending is before you've heard it's got it. a mark gatiss in it because the version i've, I've heard has got mark gatiss in it i think yes mark yeah. gatiss is in it briefly so yeah, you you've man. heard it before great please man. i've heard it before but i want james to have the purity of that full experience ex- cool so until next time um, yes what do i say happy day stay safe everyone thank you for listening until next time love light and peace <laughs> bye you have been listening to the General Witchfinders. Support the show and continue the conversation at patreon.com forward slash General Witchfinders. Subscribe and spread the word at generalwitchfinders.com. Farewell. And don't have nightmares. Mm-hmm.
I'm going to go and catch up on MasterChef now. Okay. I'm going to go and do a Go. Okay. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, uh, everyone. Good job, right, as good always. To to you. Good to see you both. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.